the joys and the unique challenges of working in a small group. Maybe we were the people in the classroom when the teacher assigned a group project that groaned a little bit internally, thinking like, oh no, I'm gonna have to carry all this weight. Or maybe we were the people who were excited for the collaborative effort, the greater brain power behind a small group project. Either way, group projects require a sort of vulnerability. You're placing trust in other people, and while you may have doubts, your trust in that group and your doubts, they interact with one another. Now, about a month ago, I shared in a sermon, quite proudly, that I am a trombone player. And in college, I belonged to an all-female brass quintet called the Golden Tones. We wore all black and we dressed in gold shoes and we were very cool. One of our things was that we would end each recital of ours with one specific piece. And so for three and a half years, I played this piece with this group. And every time we rehearsed it, we had this tendency as a group to slow down during the last part of the song. And with it, the energy of the piece slowed down and it just, it dragged. And so our coach always pushed us to push the tempo, bring the energy through the end. And that was a challenge we had to take on as a group. Now, the vulnerable part about being in a small group is that you know who is contributing to what kind of problem that you're having. And so as we approached that section each time we played it, I imagine that everyone had their doubts. I had my doubts. It's like, how many times have we slowed down this part? But I also trusted that the other members of my group were going to help me get to that ending, that together was the way we would bring that the energy into that climactic ending. In today's gospel reading, we encounter another group, the disciples, who it's, it's after Jesus is dead, it's after the tomb has been found empty, and they're out wandering around, all except Thomas. And they come across Jesus, and they receive the Holy Spirit from him. And when they go to tell Thomas of this good news of Christ's resurrection, Thomas has his doubts. Thomas says, unless I see the wounds in his hands and on his side, how am I to believe? But it was in that very doubt that Jesus revealed himself to Thomas the way he had to the other disciples. Doubt was where Jesus was revealed to Thomas. This revelation born in Thomas's doubt gives new meaning to the resurrection. Jesus reveals himself in doubt, and that is the hope we live into in this resurrection, because we have doubts. We carry doubts about God's promise through our everyday life. Our very resurrection project is grounded in witnessing to the suffering that still exists in this world while we proclaim a risen Lord who defeated the grave. The women of CLM, they live in Haiti. They were born into poverty. They entered into situations of dire straits, and yet they wake up every morning seeking a better life, trying again, trying finding food for their family, finding ways to send their kids to school. And that's the kind of empowerment CLM participates in. That's the kind of resurrection those women and CLM accompany each other on, a world restored with grace and peace. 
That is the hope of the resurrection we live into as disciples who go out into the world proclaiming the promise of resurrection. Faith and doubt work hand in hand in our walk as disciples. You see, I don't think it's any coincidence that right before Jesus reveals himself to Thomas and Thomas's own doubt, Jesus encounters the other disciples and breathes on them, saying, receive the Holy Spirit. In that reception of the Holy Spirit, our doubts turn into a relationship, a relationship of trust, a relationship of faith. The Holy Spirit takes our doubts and turns them into a very relationship with the God who defeated death, who rose again on the third day and gives hope to all life. This is the good news of Easter that we will continue to live in in each season. This is the good news of a relationship with a God who took on flesh to walk among us and to die among us, to be risen on the third day in celebration of life. And as we walk this journey, even with that revelation of life and the promise of resurrection, we will encounter doubt again and again. But we know that the end of that journey with doubt is resurrection. And we trust that the Holy Spirit works with our doubts, making our faith strong. I invite you to participate in this resurrection. Don't shy away from your doubts, but lean into God's promise that resurrection wins the day. Participate in our resurrection project. As we fully acknowledge the suffering of our siblings in Christ in Haiti, we live into God's promise that a better day can come tomorrow, that life comes from death, and that suffering is not the final word. Participate in this life of resurrection. Live into the promise of resurrection day after day. That is the joy of the Easter message, that Jesus reveals himself in our doubts time after time. Our doubts are not a failure of faith, but rather a testament to the strength of God's faith in us. And remember this path of discipleship. This walk in resurrection hope is not something we do alone. It's something we do as part of the body of Christ. So that if one member starts to slow down, the rest of them are there to help get them to the end, full of energy and full of the promise of life everlasting.